Welcome to Fashion Designers Get Paid, a podcast for burnt out fashion designers who want to ditch the toxic rat race, say bye-bye to backstabbing bosses, and work with brands who value and respect them. I'm your host, Heidi, and I believe that you can do things differently in your fashion career. Because the truth is, most industry jobs will underpay and overwork you, and having your own brand is far from profitable. Let's also be honest, most of them fail. So if you actually want to, well, be a fashion designer and get paid, the best way to do it is as a freelancer. Now, maybe you've been told that brands don't accept remote freelancers or that freelancing means being an exploited temp employee working full-time without benefits. Or to work freelance, you have to be a rock star expert with all the skills from design through development. I'm going to show you that it is possible to be a real freelancer in fashion, work remotely with brands you love, and make money, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers. You got this, and I'm here to help you do it. What if success wasn't measured by hearing yes or no and getting the result, but rather just by doing the thing? I know that rejection stings, and as a freelance fashion designer, you will experience it. At the beginning, you may experience it a lot, but what if you started to count your successes by how much you put yourself out there, like pitching, asking for a higher rate, things like that, rather than how often you hear yes or you get a new client? Because here's the thing, the more you put yourself out there, the more you increase your chances of hearing yes and getting a new client. What you're going to hear on this episode of Fashion Designers Get Paid is a clip from a strategy session with one of my fast students. Ann Benshop is an inspiring freelance fashion designer who's scared of rejection. We talk through the ways she can adjust her mindset to let go of some of that fear and start making progress in her freelance business. Let's get to it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the episode, if you're sick of being tied to a desk and want more freedom in your day, I want to help you. Snag my free limited time training, How to Freelance in Fashion, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers, to learn my five-step freelancing framework so you can work for yourself in fashion and get paid. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now let's get started. Okay, what makes you feel so nervous and scared? Uh, Rejection. Like, I'm not good enough. And also, like, the financial aspect of it. The what aspect? The financial. Financial. I I work part-time, so I don't need the money. But, like, uh, with taxes and that kind of stuff, I'm really nervous what will happen if I earn more and then afterwards you get in trouble with the taxes. (laughs) Okay, where do you live? Netherlands. Okay, Europe, I don't yeah. I don't know anything about your tax no. system. <laughs> so I have to figure it out myself, but that's also okay. one of the components why I took so long to even start there. Okay. Um, you'll figure out the money stuff. Yeah. If you're making all this extra money, then you hire someone to help you figure it out. And mm-hmm. it's a non-problem. And it's not your problem. It's someone else's yeah. problem, right? Okay. <laughs> so I really want to encourage you to like not let that logistical component mm-hmm stop you i don't want you to get in trouble with taxes like obviously no, we course. all have to pay taxes so don't be <laughs> yeah. dishonest yeah. um but you'll figure that out okay? okay um and there's plenty of other people in fast mm-hmm. who live in europe and in the uk and i would bet netherlands as well that have dealt with this so i really yeah. would encourage you to reach out in the community and get some help on the logistical side of people mm-hmm. from people that have been through that specifically yeah um, I just, I really don't know anything about the European tax system. <laughs> um, then the rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> People tell you no. Yeah. Um, and 
it's it's part of I mean I don't want to discount it but it's how mm-hmm. does I want to know from you how does it feel different if you were to go out and apply for a bunch of jobs and hear no versus going out as a freelancer and hearing no how does that feel different to you no difference I think not different no, no I don't okay. think so have you gone out and applied for a bunch of jobs at any point in time in your life? Yeah. Okay. Also fashion and, jobs, so. Okay. Yeah. And did do you work in fashion? Is your part-time job in fashion? Uh, no, it's in, uh, yeah, uh, customer service. Customer service, okay. Yeah. Um, how did hearing no from those fashion jobs, how did that ultimately go for you? Um. Well, it's like uh it sucked but also like that's the right place for me because uh i worked uh one month at a fashion company mm-hmm. but after that I had an accident and they decided like we end your contract now because you're not able to work so i was like out of job for like eight months okay and then i started looking again yeah and then the whole yeah i noticed how toxic the fashion industry is like the uh, uh have all the uh like they want all the things you can do, but the yeah. price like doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. They want the experience for like two years, but they pay you like not that money, Nothing. you know. And yeah. if you ask for more, they look at you weird. Like why you ask a month? A month? Like that's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's the toxic, the toxic culture in the, yeah. in the brands. So. Yeah. So you can. I mean. I'm not sure if I'm going to have anything really profound to tell you, Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to hearing no, you will hear no. Yeah. And what that's going to mean is either it's not the right match for you. And that's great because Mm -hmm. you just saved yourself from a bad match with a client. Yeah. Or two, it's not no, it's just not right now. Mm -hmm. Which means great. They don't need any help right now, but maybe at some point they do. So you continue to nurture that relationship and possibly that turns into a yes at some point, right? Yeah, and also remember, like, a few weeks ago, we have the party for a circle, right? Yeah. And I talked to uh, with Ashley, and she, she said in the beginning, she just took a few jobs at Upwork, like, uh, not really, like, her specialty, but below her specialty, so she can uh, do some good reviews, so she get yeah. more experience and then yeah. go to her, like, niche. Totally, and you can yeah. do that also, to get a confidence boost, right? Yeah. Because getting one yes mm-hmm. can like be like this huge confidence boost that you need to sort of, you know, project you into like, yeah. okay, now I'm really confident putting myself out there. I might get 10 or 20 or even 30 no's, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I know I have something valuable to offer and it can, that one yes can give you the motivation to keep going. Yeah. Um, I was talking to... Um, I interviewed on the podcast. Well, it hasn't gone live yet, but um, with this woman called Grace Broder, and she is a productivity and procrastination expert. Um, And she said, I'm not saying you have problems with productivity and procrastination, but she said something really interesting. She said that when people get stuck and they're like Mm -hmm. procrastinating on doing the thing or they're having trouble being really productive and they've tried all the time management apps and all the, you know, check boxes and 
to-do list. Um, the root of it is something usually emotional and much deeper, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it is this like fear of failure or fear yeah. of rejection. And she um, had this little mindset shift that I thought was interesting. And she said, I like to switch the measure of success to mm-hmm. just doing the thing, not getting yeah. the result, but just doing the thing. So her example was talking mm-hmm. about like putting out a post on Instagram or LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, I'm announcing my freelance career or something, right? <laughs> um, or for you, like, right, like sending out that pitch. Yeah. The moment of success is not whether you hear yes or no. But you did it. <laughs> the moment of success is yeah. that you did it. Okay. Right? So it just, it kind of redefines how we typically talk about mm-hmm. success. Yeah. And it restructures it into a way that is in your control. At the end of the day, you're not in control of whether they say yes or no. I'm no. not in control of that, right? No, none of us are in control of that. What are you in control of? Hitting that send button. Yeah. Boom. You did it. Success. Right. Mm-hmm. And believe me, you, I know hearing back no yeah. on the other side or something like it's still going to feel hard for sure. Yeah. I'm not here to discount that. No. Um, we have to start. You have to start. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I guarantee that every single person inside circle on in fast mm-hmm. has heard no and has had the same emotion. And I would pretty much guarantee if you initiated a conversation around this topic that everybody would chime in. And I think just collectively hearing from a bunch of people and knowing that like, oh my gosh, we're all here doing the same thing and we're all feeling a little bit terrified is going to help you feel better and is going to also help all those other people feel better. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see you after this call go in there and write up a little thing and say, hey, I'm feeling a little anxious about this. Heidi and I talked through it. And I want to do this little reframe with what success means. And, you know, anyone else here feeling a little bit terrified of rejection? Like, let me know in the yeah. comments. And I'm sure a whole conversation will start. Okay. And I think that alone, you know, just knowing that like everybody else is feeling mm-hmm. this way and everybody else can come in and say, yeah, I've sent some out and I've heard no. It's part of the routine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I think that'll help you with some of, um, just with like coping with some of those emotions. There's going to be emotions yeah. for sure. Of course. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. And also like the mindset, because like I keep procrastinating because like I'm not feeling it like, um, how you say it's ready yet. So like, mm. yeah. and that's the mindset and that's this, instead of like getting a yes, just hit send. And then you have, feel like you did something. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So there is some procrastination. I hear you. Yeah. It's something deeper. You're yeah. very capable. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like you get you don't feel yeah you don't feel motivated or you try to feel motivated, but something in you yeah. keeps you from doing it, and then yeah. you feel guilty not doing it. So yeah. you get in a circle. It's a bad cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know the other the other thing she talked about was like the potential reward mm-hmm. get yourself excited about that like what might come in the next six three six twelve months and the excitement of that future for yourself mm-hmm. can often emotionally be stronger than the fear that you're having today for not doing the thing and then I would even yeah. compound that with that guilt that you're feeling for not doing the thing right because that's a very 
that's not a great emotional cycle. Mm-hmm. Fear and then guilt, fear and then guilt. So, yeah. okay, let me lean in. It's going to feel scary, but mm-hmm. the feeling scary is going to at least alleviate some of that guilt. Yeah. And then that potential that what can come down the line, the excitement of that can hopefully start to outweigh that fear that you have. Again, it'll probably yeah. still be there. I mean, of course, I there's thought, no, what's that? It's normal because you it's normal fear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I think that fear is one of those things when it comes to like, you know, leaning into scary things in life mm-hmm. and in our careers. Um it's a little bit of a muscle. Like it's always still there, but it's something that we just get a little bit more comfortable with feeling. Um, I mean, I have been talking, I think you maybe have heard me. I think, I think I talked about this in the circle party. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to negotiate some brand partnerships. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm hitting send. And yeah. then like, oh God, we're getting on a call. <laughs> I mean, I am still, it's still scary. Yeah. It's okay. It's kind of supposed to be scary, yeah. right? If it wasn't totally scary, then like you're not pushing yourself hard enough. That's um, true. <laughs> so everybody feels it at some point. And maybe it goes away for some people. For me, yeah. it hasn't gone away. <laughs> but I just know that like I have to lean in and do that thing. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to stay stuck or stay where I'm at, right? Yeah. So Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does that feel like the push that you need? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the Fashion Designers Get Paid podcast. If this episode inspired you in any way to get out of the mass-produced rat race and get your fashion career out of the hands of toxic corporate bosses, just like one of my students did, Alexandra, who makes more money in one day of freelancing than she did in two weeks at her old industry job. Yes, true story. I'd love to help you take control of your own destiny as a freelance fashion designer or TD, PD, pattern maker, etc. Get instant access to my free limited time training at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday to help inspire you for or help you get through the week ahead. You got this? Me and my team are rooting for you.